Hello, and welcome to It's Not That Bad, optimistic book reviews for optimistic people. It's a mini-sode! <laughs> it's the mini-sode! Oh, and that's Simone LaRue. And that's Chad Edwards. And it's the first of potentially many a mini-sode. Hopefully! So, you know, tell us, Simone, what is, what is the purpose of this mini-sode? So, we often enjoy talking about books as like our sidebars or whatever on the main podcast. And this is a place for us to do it just a bit more, spend a bit more time on it. So it's not a sidebar you guys have to sit through in a main episode. But unlike the main podcast, we're not going to talk about books that did badly critically. I cannot spend my time watching bad (laughs) movies and listening or reading bad books. No, that is that is how one ends up in a in a sad yeah. asylum. Uh, so we're just gonna review books that we're both reading and uh, be happy about it, and tell them what we're doing this week, Chad. We are going to be doing Pet Cemetery in light of the fact that the new film comes out on the fifth of April. Yes. So by the time this episode comes out, that film will already be out. We thought we would just hit up some Pet Cemetery, yeah. you know, go over the book for you guys, and uh, you know, eventually when we go see the film, we can we can just spend a little bit of time as well, just comparing the two and whatever, maybe or maybe not. Who knows Who what's going to happen? But yeah, so we're going to be doing Pet- Stephen King's Pet Cemetery yes. today. How very exciting! So shall we shall we do what we sort of alluded to in the last uh, episode of the podcast yes. of the main podcast and uh, let's pair the author with the alcohol, shall okay, we? So Stephen King. It feels a bit rude to pair him with an alcohol, given his constant issues with alcoholism throughout yeah. the eighties and nineties. But <laughs> also, I don't want to exclude him, and I think he'd yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So I think I think we can give him two versions for okay. this. I think we could do a safe Coca Cola. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely a Coke guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not intentional. Oh but man, that was uh, that was quick, harsh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Wow. He's just sitting there. Stephen King's just sitting there, like, okay. Stephen, was, uh, I'm so sorry. It was uncalled for. <laughs> okay, but alcoholic beverage. I'm kind of wanting to make a specifically pet cemetery one because I feel Ooh, like okay. you know his books are different flavors, mm-hmm. right? You've got a wholesome uh, Rhode Island iced tea for the Green Mile. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's got to be a sweet tea based beverage. Oh, definitely. For the Green Mile, definitely. Yeah. So for pet cemetery, I mean, half the movie is them drinking beers on a porch, mm-hmm. but we need more than that. We do because there's it's yeah. so much more than them just drinking beers on a porch. So so what uh, what would you, what would be your base alcohol? Okay, I'm thinking like it's still beer, but like a beer shandy. So like a beer and lemonade. Mm. Yeah, something like that. So it's Ooh. beer, but it's also got like a bit of sweetness to it because kids are involved. Okay, I like it. But then you've got to have like you've got to have like a, a hint of something dark yeah. or foreboding to come. So maybe like a. Like a, just a, a a small drop of Tabasco Ooh, or something. Oh yeah, that's a just good Just to make idea. it, you know, a little bit fiery yeah. underneath. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. And then we could call it, you know, call it the Pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I would drink that. Yeah, that would be yeah. delicious and spicy. There you go. Ooh, I like mm. it. So, should we give a really quick rundown of the plot? Just yes. in case people haven't uh, seen it. Uh, well, read it, rather. Okay, do you want to talk us through it real quick? Yeah, yeah, let me let me let me just go through it from from what I remember. I haven't Spoilers. Oh yes, of course. Spoilers, guys. Uh if you haven't read it, 
uh, or haven't seen it, the film adaptation. Boohoo. Yeah. So basically what happens is a family move to Maine. Maine. The dad is a doctor and he has two beautiful children and an equally beautiful wife. Their house mm. is on the edge of a main road where big old trucks come by every now and again. Uh, when they move in, they find this delightful little pet cemetery. Cemetery is spelt very wrong. Uh, it's S-E-M-E-T-R-Y. And the next door neighbor says that this had a power that the old uh, Native Americans who used to live there had like a magical burial ground type of feeling towards it. And uh-huh. that something evil lived out in the in the forest there. Unfortunately, one day the family cat dies and... The daughter who owns the cat is really, really sad about it. The next door neighbor then takes the dad to go and bury the cat up in the separate, like, sort of back area of the pet cemetery. And hey, lo and behold, the next day, the cat comes back to life. But there's something a little bit odd about the cat. He's a bit lazy. He acts a bit drunk. He starts killing mice and birds and things and bringing them inside. Really, really creepy kind of half-dead cat. Then some other stuff happens later in the book, unfortunately, and this is the big spoiler, the youngest son dies. He gets hit by a truck as it passes by. He gets super hit by a truck. He gets taken out. (laughs) Fuck out. So basically then the doctor dad is like, maybe I should bury him in the pet cemetery. And he basically does. And the boy comes back and unfortunately he turns sort of evil, like a demon type of thing. And he Mm -hmm. kills basically everyone else. Yeah. In the final moments of the book, the father decides to bury the wife and she comes back to life. And the final lines of the book is basically the wife coming back, holding the husband from behind and being like, I've missed you or something along those lines. Yeah. Hello, dear or something. Yeah. And then the book ends. Dun, dun, dun. It is amazing. It is a great it's ending to a book. wild. I really appreciated that I downloaded the audiobook for it because mm-hmm. the version that I found is like from like the 80s or 90s. Ooh, okay. So it has this voice actor with a very resounding voice. Lovely. And he talks like this. And <laughs> it, it just adds like a next level of gravitas to it. That's <laughs> it so really lovely. Good. I think he always... There's always a good voice actor for, for Stephen yeah. King books. Like, when I read... Well, when I listened to Salem's mm. Lot, like, it was, like, a, a proper deep, gristly, Southern American man who, yeah. who did the voice. And I was like, yes, oh. this this is power. Voice actors are key. And also, there was a sneaky Salem's Lot reference in Pet Cemetery. There was. Where Rachel's driving back to Maine, and she passes by Jerusalem's Lot. Yeah. And then she's like, should I go in? Nah, we'll leave it. <laughs> I like I like the fact that it is hinted in a lot of in a lot of Stephen King books. Um, it's hinted that it's all in the same universe. Yeah. Like it's mentioned in Misery. Shawshank Redemption is mentioned in Misery, and I think also yeah. The Shining is mentioned in Misery as well. I think wasn't Cujo mentioned in the beginning of Pet Cemetery as well? He mm-hmm, talks about mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah. That went crazy and killed a bunch of people. But even in Stephen King's son's book, Joe Hill, which I'm reading now, it's amazing, Nosferatu. Yeah. They mention Shawshank. Oh, the do they? Okay. They mention Pennywise's circus. Oh, wow. That's exciting. In an alternate dimension. I don't want to give too much away. So, like, it's kind of cool that his son is also, like, expanding the King universe a bit. That's awesome. It's, like, I really just appreciate that. Like, it's just a subtle hint and a nod. Like, I don't think he's building up to, like, Avengers (laughs) Endgame-esque finale. That would be amazing. it's, it's fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
just Cujo versus the cat from Pet Cemetery versus the yeah. Wendigo. Like, yeah. just a fucking nightmare. But yeah, I think it's great. I think it is such a, a special thing because it's just little hints and mentions. Yeah. And I mean, even in it itself, it mentions the the multi-universe factor from the yeah. um, the Gunslinger books. And yeah. and how it's all tied together and everything, and I think that's re- really really special. You know, it's it just yeah, beautifully weaves definitely. the story. It's it's just nice. It's a, I, yeah. I really appreciate the the thought. It's a good little detail. So I know we always say this about Stephen King books is that he knows how to write females really really well. Yeah, I think also like he always writes. I think there's a tendency with a lot of authors, like, if your protagonist is a dude, to really write off the wife. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Stephen King's wife would fucking let him. Hi, Tabitha King. We love you. Absolute champion. And I think, like, he's he just knows what it's like to have, like, a healthy relationship with an intelligent, like, interesting woman. Yeah. And it shows in a lot of his books. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's it's just beautiful to look at because mm-hmm. I think that's what makes him such a good horror writer as well. Yeah. Like it's not predictable. He doesn't have characters that wouldn't that would do stupid things like you do in a lot of horror films. Yeah. You know, they're all realistic people who do realistic things. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really special. It's because yeah. none of them are like going upstairs and not switching on the light or Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's what's genuinely scary. Like, it's easy to watch, like, a shitty horror movie and think, like, well, I'd survive that because I wouldn't do all that dumb shit. But, like, yeah. what's genuinely scary is if, like, a character does all the right things and it screws them over. Yeah, which is always what happens in a Stephen King book. And you yeah. end up feeling like... I mean, except, like... I mean, in this, let's be honest, Lewis is a bit of a tit. Like, I know he's, like, technically under a curse and, like, you know, greater powers or greater forces than him are at play. But, like, at the end of the day, he's kind of a tit. I mean, I would, I would, I agree with you on the second bit when, when he <laughs> buries, when he buries his wife. I kind of agree with you there he's after seeing what the sun does. No, I think he was no, right no, no. to do I'm that. No, 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 I'm sorry. He's been living with the creepiest fucking <laughs> cat in the world. And he's like, I think I could handle if my son were this creepy. No, you couldn't. What are you <laughs> saying? No, but but it's your son. You have I, to. I, it's I look, your son. Like, I get it. Like, it's grief. Sure. <laughs> what if What if Maximus, God forbid, what if Maximus or Magnus? Oliver... Sorry, Ma- what if Magnus or Oliver were un- to unfortunately perish? Well, not if they were going to come back like that. Like, it actually was very distressing reading about <laughs> how everybody treated a uh, church when he came back from the dead. Because, you know, nobody wanted him to sit on their lap. No. Everybody, like, kind of kicked him away. And my heart, like, I was like, that's still a really horrible way to treat a cat. Like, I know yeah. it wasn't normal and it didn't necessarily need the affection or whatever, but, like... <laughs> Cats need love. Cats do need love. Even dead cats. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yeah, that is that is clear here. So yeah, it was I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um what I loved, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh what gave him the inspiration for this book was he, they moved back to Maine or they were in Boston or something. Mm. And he they the King family moved in to a house very much like the house depicted in this book, oh, and really? it was along alongside a road that lots of trucks came through. And at the time, Joe Hills was super young and about the same age as Gage was in the book. I think it was Joe. And uh, yeah. he started running towards the road when a truck came past and Stephen got him just in time. Uh, and he Jesus. was like, he was just like, what if I wrote a book about this? Which I think is so <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it's such like a, 
That's such an author reaction to things. Like, most people are like, that was almost the worst day of my life. I never want to think about it again. And Stephen's like, but what if his shoes were abandoned 30 yards (laughs) down the road? Like, So good. And that's what makes him an amazing writer. Is the most traumatic yeah. event in our lives gave gives him one of the best novels ever. He's like, hmm, I'm, but I, I guess it's also a coping thing. Yeah, that's also true. I guess that bit in the book where Gage does it, like it's like the the fake memory thing where Gage doesn't oh. die and he goes on to be like a swimmer or something. Like that broke my that heart. That fucked me up because I was like, oh my god, did not like. I feel like they went through a lot of plot development for that to have never happened. Yeah, but <laughs> it was so beautiful. It was so well done. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, Rachel's character, like, all of her issues with her sister and stuff, like, that was Mm. a whole layer that he didn't need to add, but it was just, like, so perfect for the story. Yeah, the Oz great and terrible was so creepy. So creepy. And then it explains, like, her relationship with her parents and, Uh like... All of that. Oh, it's man. so good. That funeral scene where he knocks uh, the, the, the 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 um the casket over. Jesus. Yeah. So real. Heavy. Oh. That's also the thing. Like I think it's a good balance of you know like genuinely like creepy stuff, mm-hmm. and then also just like everyday horrors like having someone close to you die very slowly, like your mm-hmm. sister, or like having a father-in-law that's still a fucking asshole to you at the funeral home. Like, those are all distressing yeah. emotions that happen every day. Yeah, no, it's very true, and and it's just very realistic, and it molds mm. the realistic with the sci-fi and the supernatural, Yeah, and it makes it really beautiful. Is there anything mm. that you didn't like about this book? <sighs> I mean, besides the decisions Lewis made, which I guess was the point. Like, I guess the whole point was, like, he kind of thinks that he's a little smarter than everyone else, uh-huh. and, like, he knows a bit better. <laughs> I, oh, uh, I'm trying to think of something that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> liked it all. It was all perfect. It was just, I think, he's a good writer, and I think he works with very good editors who are good at being like, this is what you need to include, this is what yeah. like can kind of go. And yeah, it's just a good, cohesive piece of work. And you? I, I don't know, I, hmm. the Windago at the end, Yeah. when it comes out the forest, I think it kind of, there's always... In, and not in every single book yeah. of, of Stephen King's, but every every now and again, he'll just put in a little thing that's just really incongruent yeah. with and everything like, this else. This is so fucking extra. Like, there's no need for yeah. it. Like, And I think the Wendigo in this one was it. I think in It, it's where they all have sex with each other down <laughs> in the sewers. Like, oh, do you think I understand? that seems a little, a little <laughs> unnecessary? <laughs> just... Paquito extra, Paquito. <laughs> you know, I understand it. I understand it in the in the theme of the whole yeah, book, and I understand that it was and... the, the power and growing up. And but no, uh-uh. can we just not? You know, okay. So yeah, it would be it would be the Wendigo in this one. Okay, yeah, it was. I thought, I, you, know, you know, I get the sense that like the story was based on that legend, and then it just sort of spun yeah. out into this whole other thing. But he wanted to keep like the core original, the original inspiration yeah. in, but it honestly could have done without. Even just as, like, a mythical creature, it doesn't actually need to show itself. Mm-mm. It can just, you know, be smoke or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's such a minor detail. Even in the whole yeah. thing, it is such a minor detail that it, it's not such a big detail that it makes it a bad book. Mm. It's just, like, a tiny little detail that I was just like, eh. So I'm assuming you've seen the trailer for the film coming I out I sure have. The casting looks perfect. Unbelievable I'm so casting. excited. Did I miss it, or did I look wrong? But it looks like Ellie dies in, in this one. That's what I was thinking too, 
Because that's that's what the trailer hints at. Yeah. Because she comes back and she's wearing the bunny mask yeah. and everything. Which confused me at first. Mm-hmm. Because I watched that trailer and then I read the book. Yeah. So I was like, okay, something's going on here. And then it also looks like Ellie dies quite early on in the book. Uh, sorry, early on in the film. Yeah, which I get. Like, a lot of the stuff at the beginning of the film is just sort of laying the foundation and, you know, yeah. building up the creepiness. Uh, so I can kind of get if it ends a bit earlier. And But it seems, I don't know, based on the trailer, it seems kind of like more of a spinoff. Yeah. Or like an yeah. alternate version <laughs> Of events. Yeah, sort of like a like a based on yeah. Pet Cemetery thing. Which, you know, I, I guess he's open to. There's already been a more accurate version of Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point recreating the exact same plot. And maybe, I think as an author, it's kind of fun to be able to explore different storylines and see where they could have gone. As we know, Stephen King is not good at endings, usually. <laughs> Although Pet Cemetery was a good ending. Um, so maybe he was like, you know what, ending. I just want to see what you guys do with it. <laughs> It's true, and he. I think that's what's really nice about him as well is that he just he allows people to do yeah. what what they feel with the work. Sometimes with disastrous consequences, like how he feels about the Shining film, is oh, yeah. quite amusing in itself. But I think also, there probably was... Kubrick rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, and and kind of rightly so. He he does yeah. seem, in hindsight, like a bit of an asshole. A bit. Just just tad. But I mean, there's also the uh, the ending of The Mist, which he says he wish he'd written. Yeah. Because the movie, the end of The Mist in the, the movie is so haunting. Oh, really? I haven't, I haven't seen Do it. Do yourself a fucking favor. It is intense. Ah, oh, that's so, okay, cool. So I think that's great that he's just so free with his work. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like American Gods with Neil Gaiman, yeah. where it's very different. But I think, I remember watching an interview with him or something where he said, like, there were a bunch of characters he wished he'd had more time to go into and explore. Mm-hmm. So in that way, maybe it's nice to look at a different storyline and let people yeah. change up the plot of it. Yeah, I would love to know what um, what uh, J.R. Martin thinks of Game of Thrones now, unless he just doesn't care because he's made so much fucking money. Also, like, maybe then he should fucking finish the next book already. Yeah, it's it's getting a bit exhausting. Like, like I don't remember what happened at the end of the They've been promising it for the last couple of years. It's like, what else is he doing? What yeah, else does George. he have to do? <laughs> Come on, dude. So, yeah, I mean, final thoughts on, on this book? I think it's really worthwhile reading if you're a horror fan, and it does make you terrified of ever having children. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you weren't just by the thought of, you know, having children yeah. in itself. But at the same time, it's weirdly a really good picture of, like, what a healthy marriage and relationship and family looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would definitely recommend this to anyone starting out to like read horror and things. Yeah, because it's one of it's one of his shorter books and yeah. it is just brilliant. I would say probably The Shining, then this, then Green yeah. Mile. Oh, Green Mile is hardly horror even. No, but it's heart. It's fucking horrifically heartbreaking. Oh my god, I still oh, like cry when I think about the movie. Ah, it's so beautiful. Could they have cast Jesus. anyone better than Tom Hanks? I don't think no. so. No, definitely not. Every single person was perfectly cast in that film. Yeah, it's one of the best Stephen King films, in my opinion. Oof. Yeah, I agree though. Like, I, I didn't he help? I think he helped write the script. Oh, did he? For it. I'm not sure though. I don't want to. Mm. But yeah, what a what a what a life that gentleman has had, old uh, Mr. King. Mr. King. He writes every single day, and that is something we should both learn from. 
Yes, as he says in on writing, uh, he says he writes about five thousand words a day. We should aim as beginner writers uh, to write at least what did he say three thousand? I think it was. He said a like day. start like build up, but like it should yeah. be at least a thousand and build up to three thousand. Three thousand is exhausting. I get to the end of a thousand and I'm like Jesus. It's it. We'll get there. We'll get there one day. Yeah, this look, is this you is guys why we do this. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his like. His other big message is let go of adjectives. Adverbs. Sorry, adverbs. Yes, the road to hell is paved with adverbs, I believe. And I don't disagree. I am so... You and I are both really guilty of loving adverbs. I try to avoid them, but I know I can't. I just love them. I just, like, nowadays, I just, like, fucking write, and then I go... I click Control-F, and I put an L-Y, and I just spot (laughs) all my adverbs and take them out. Yeah, sadly. Like, you know, sometimes you have to write them in because the mood struck you, and then you go back and you edit and edit and edit. Look, you're allowed one or two, yeah. just don't get hooked on them. Yeah, don't don't lean on them. Don't do it, you guys. Well, there you have yeah. it, you guys. That is the mini sod. Yes, let us know what you think. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you thought of Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Tell us what you thought of the movie when it comes yes. out. We're excited to go see it. I'm definitely going to go yeah. see it. And uh, what what uh, what book shall we review for next you time? You know my suggestion already. Nosferatu. And I 100% agree with you. I think we should do it. Yeah. Nosferatu by yeah. Joe Hill. We're going to keep on going with the King family. And I don't want to compare him too much to his dad because I don't want to do him a disservice. No, we'll we'll keep I mean, Stephen King out of the conversation, yeah. or we'll try to at least. But I think he's a great author in his own right, like apart from his dad. And we'll get into it next next time, guys. If you have a book that you think we should be reviewing, let us know. Email us at yeah. it's not that bad podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, uh, or just write it to yeah. us on our Instagram or Twitter yeah. page or Facebook. So that's it's not that bad podcast, uh, or it's not that bad podcast one. And, uh, you know, they, they just tell us, as you can tell, we don't care if it's a new book or a very old book like this one. Clearly. I think this book's like almost, what, 30, 40 years old? It's got to be old. It's got to be that, that kind of It's like old. nineteen, early 1980s. Yeah. So. so there you go. We don't care. Uh-huh. We're reviewing it for the fun, yeah. you know? So so there you go. And uh, what should we have a different exit this this on, on the minis? Yeah. What should we say? Eat, pray, love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I hate it. <laughs> Especially, like, I'm doing two of those things. We love books, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> that makes me angry. <laughs> uh, I don't know, let's let's look up famous exiting quotes. Let's do that quickly. We can also just do it until next time, guys. <laughs> famous exiting quotes. Exit stage left, sued by a bear. Uh, exit quotes. Brainy quote. Ooh. Oh, this is a nice one, especially for us in this week. No, it's disappeared. Fuck. Oh, here it is. Uh, and this week it's from Chris Farley. So everyone, just remember, you enter strong and you exit strong and you're going to be okay. Goodbye. Bye.